question. Um, I was just curious. At what age or school level did you have to start learning English? So, um, in Japan, the government has a curriculum for education from elementary school, middle school, and then they have like a suggestive curriculum for high school, mm -hmm. but up until middle school, that's our mandatory education mm -hmm. in Japan. So the government says, or writes on the curriculum, every student in middle school must learn English. So in the US education system, it's gonna be seventh grade. Mm -hmm. That's when you start learning English. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I was in school, mm -hmm. um, middle school and high school, it wasn't required to learn a second language. Oh. Unless you were doing the college path or dual enrollment class mm -hmm. in, or dual enrollment or dual path, mm -hmm. not dual enrollment, um, college path or dual path in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, in order to graduate, you had to do two Languages? years. Oh, wait, two years. Two years of learning another language. Mm -hmm. By chance in middle school, I had the opportunity to choose electives. Mm hmm and one of the electives was Spanish class. Mm -hmm. And I decided to take that in middle school. Yeah, a lot of American kids learn Spanish. Yeah, because we have a, um, a pretty high population of Spanish-speaking people mm -hmm. um, in this area. Right. So I, I took the Spanish class in 7th and 8th grade, I think. Two years. Um, not even, it wasn't even two years. It was basically two semesters. Oh, okay. Because it... it think it was like I don't remember the duration but I don't think it lasted the entire year mm -hmm. of seventh and eighth grade mm -hmm. in high school I think you had to wait until you were a sophomore mm -hmm. to start language classes um and I ended up taking a junior and senior year I think I took my Spanish class another another Spanish, Spanish. yeah and that was a more um, more intensive study, mm -hmm. but I can honestly say I don't know that much Spanish anymore. Because, mm. like, the first year was really inconsistent, mm -hmm. and both the teachers were not native Spanish speakers. <gasps> but, like, did they get a degree in Spanish? Yeah, oh, okay. they did. Okay, um, cool. My first year Spanish teacher, uh, she ended up having a family emergency and oh, having no. to go back to I think her family was in Alaska, so she had to quit oh. and go to her family. Mm -hmm. And then we got another Spanish teacher. Mm -hmm. And that Spanish teacher was a native Spanish speaker. Mm -hmm. But she got us kind of like midway through the semester. Mm -hmm. And it just, it it's never good to pick up like on someone else's work midway through. Right. So I sort of feel like she passed us anyway. Mm-hmm. Even though maybe some of us didn't necessarily mm -hmm. get the level that was required. Yeah. And then the second level of Spanish was really hard. Mm -hmm. uh, because I don't feel like I was taught properly in the first level of Spanish. Mm. Because you didn't have good foundation. Right. And the second level of Spanish, we only had two languages available. Spanish? Available. Or, or French. French. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've heard a lot of, yeah, some, some like... Some schools uh, even taught Latin. Yeah. I heard a lot of, I met a lot of people who, um, who took French or Spanish or, or uh, who had the options 
mm-hmm. of uh, French, Spanish, Latin, Greek. Some people, Greek, Greek, mm. yeah, uh, or German mm. or Italian. I think Chinese. In, in our area, mm-hmm. my school offered Spanish and French. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Another school who was in the same county mm-hmm. as us. Mm-hmm. Um, they offered Spanish, French, and Latin, mm-hmm. and I think that that was it mm. as far as like the local schools right. around me. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone who took Chinese in high school, or um, I was interested in learning Japanese mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. and I went as far as to go to the local private college to look up like a dual enrollment program mm-hmm. so that I could take Japanese in high school mm-hmm. instead of Spanish. But it uh, was too much money because right. you would have to pay for that. Right, right. Um, so. But that that's I interesting. Just, I I thought that was interesting, and I thought it was worth bringing up because it doesn't. We don't have that much focus on a foreign language in our school system. Mm. But you get to you know learn those second language for free. Yeah, but not not many people take it seriously. Hmm. They yeah. just do it because they have to. Oh and my god. Like, yeah, I understand, but they, I feel like they take it for granted, you know? If they take it seriously and, you know, become good Spanish, like, good level of speaker, mm-hmm. intermediate or maybe above intermediate, right? Interme- is it intermediate? Is intermediate um, beginner? Beginner, intermediate, oh advanced. Beginner, inter- okay, so, yeah. I feel like if you become intermediate level Spanish speaker in high school and then move on to college mm-hmm. and take another Spanish as a second language because that's what make what UTK makes a lot of students do to take another second like another language, right? Not necessarily, but a lot of we, kids we had to take, take um a lot of kids t- took the same class that they took in high school. Yeah, because it's a college requirement. Yeah, cuz they have that background mm-hmm. and then the college course would go more in depth mm-hmm. into the language. And it probably would have been beneficial for me to take Spanish in college, but I just didn't care enough about the Spanish language to really want to learn it. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, That's another problem, like, of language learning. Mm-hmm. If you, it's easy to take those classes, but then you have to have your mind set at a certain level, or like, because it requires attention and focus mm-hmm. to learn, acquire um, elements. Or grammars, vocabularies, and everything. Sentence structures. Such stuff. Which, speaking of colleges, that's a good segue into our university life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We can move on to yeah. college. How did you know, or what made you decide to take college completely overseas in America? Okay. It's going to be a long story. I'll try to make it cohesive. So, when I was in... Second year of middle school, I watched Bones, mm-hmm. the TV drama, American TV dramas, Bones, Bones, B-O-N-E-S, Bones. That was the first exposure to that per- profession. Forensic anthropology. Mm-hmm. Forensic anthropologist. Um, for when I was like from when I was six years old. Until 12 years, 12 years old, mm-hmm. I had a different dream. I wanted to become like scientific technician, a forensic technician mm-hmm. at certain institute in Japan. Okay. <laughs> for that 
<laughs> for, a very specific goal. Yeah, for six years. Uh-huh. And that was also because of the drama that I watched mm-hmm. in Japan. And then I was exposed to that American TV drama. And I was like, holy crap, that's what I want to do. It looks awesome. Like, she's really, she's crazy and weird. But at the same time, she, she brings justice. She, yeah, so how do you say that? She The premise of the show mm-hmm. is to solve crimes by studying the bones. Yeah. Briefly, yes. Briefly. Yeah. Very briefly. And I'm 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 also my roommate's in the process of watching bones actually. <gasps> actually I didn't <laughs> going off the truck. I haven't finished the season. You haven't finished all the seasons because I don't. I don't want to end. Oh, okay. The drama. <laughs> There's like I think 14, 15 seasons. Oh yeah, it's if a long, I remember it right, it was a long running show. I already. I, yeah, I have not finished the last season mm-hmm. of Bones. <laughs> but you got enough off of it to know that you wanted to do something similar mm-hmm. in yes. your career. Exactly. So then you started looking at universities. Well, there's a long story behind it. Well, so at the age of like 14 or 15, I knew I wanted to try out or like I wanted to become forensic anthropologist. Then I had a class, a homeroom class, homeroom class at my school. Like, okay, so this time you're going to search about uh, your dream job. So I did that because that was my assignment. So I went to internet. I went to public library. Um, and I searched, I even reserved books from the library where like, you know, if you go to the library, you have like all those shelves, tons of shelves with full of books. Yeah. But then there's some books that are like, were hidden, <laughs> that are hidden, you know, like in the storage room. Um, you have to reserve through like system so that the librarian can pulled those books out from the storage because mm-hmm. they're precious or are not in constant need, I guess. Like those books. Yeah, like the like UT has a rare book section that you can, like, I think it's a, a you schedule an appointment time to go and sit with the book and research yes, the book, yes. but you can't technically check it out. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, those kind of books. Yeah. I even did that. Read it on site in the library and I didn't even find anything. <laughs> so I was like, oh shoot, like, what should I do? I forgot how I passed that assignment because I was literally lacking information. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew it was American drama. So after that assignment, I was like, oh, I guess I should just type forensic anthropology on Google or any other search engine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did. And it showed me department of anthropology and then there's so many um departments from different schools Mm -hmm. and if i remember right all of them are basically american universities yeah so that's why i ended up thinking okay so if i want to learn forensic anthropology or anthropology or biological or physical anthropology i have to go to american school Mm -hmm. that's how i Decided to decided to, you know, look for American schools for my undergrad. Right. In a nutshell. That's mm-hmm. in a nutshell. <laughs> compact, cohesive story. 
people. I'm glad you made it over here. Yeah. It was a long way. Yeah. Thinking about it, it started from like 14, when I was 14 years old. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like 22. Yeah. <laughs> Eight years. <laughs> long I, ride. <laughs> for me, I knew I wanted to go to a school that offered Japanese. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I was researching, I applied to three schools. I applied to Maryville College, University of Tennessee in Knoxville, and um, Berea, which is a private university in Kentucky. And Berea would have been the ideal choice because every student there is on scholarship. It's basically a free education. Um, you do have to work a campus job, but they're ideal for first-generation college students um, whose family cannot afford to help them out and send them to college, um, which was something that I was looking at because I didn't have any money, and I didn't have a plan to pay for college, mm -hmm. um, other than, like, what scholarships I could mm -hmm. get, because um, you're not guaranteed to fully pay for your college based on scholarships alone. Um, so... I ended up not getting, I got waitlisted for Berea because my parents made too much money according to taxes, mm -hmm. which I'm sure they feel that they did not make too much money and I felt that they did not make too much money, mm -hmm. um, but they don't take into consideration mm -hmm. the money that you need to live on. They just look at a number and say, it's too much, not, oh, your family owes money to somebody mm -hmm. and, or has some debt or you have to feed four people mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't they don't look into that. Mm -hmm. Um so Berea was off the table. I did get accepted into Maryville College, mm -hmm. which it is a private university. Um uh, not university, it's a private college. But that school was forty thousand dollars a year and I could not afford to go there. They would not give me scholarships that enabled me to go. Like I don't even remember what they offered, but it wasn't even worth the time to look at it. So they were off the table, and um, UT was my fallback last option mm -hmm. plan. And I had enough in scholarships there that I could go as a commuter driving there every day mm -hmm. um, type of thing. And that's what I did. And my whole study at university was designed around um, Asian studies. I was, I was thinking about doing the international business major at first and having the Japanese major as my international business. But as I, I did take some business classes, and I did not like them. Okay. Because there was too much math. No. For me. <laughs> yeah, for me, for there's you. too yes. much math. Yeah. I, I don't like math. <laughs> um, I basically finished math in college as soon as I could. <laughs> uh, I did have the opportunity to come to college early during the summer before freshman year on a scholarship for the summer program and I did knock out two math classes during that time I think and a literature class and then combined with the college course I earned in high school I got the literature and English done fairly quickly along with the math course so I was able to declare my major freshman year pretty much focus my studies around Asian studies my whole entire for the majority of my college career instead of having to do all those prerequisite courses and requirement things to pass. I was really focused on getting the boring stuff out of the way. Mm -hmm. And then senior year was like a blur, really. It went by incredibly fast. Yeah. And before I knew it, I was graduating. Uh -huh. 
which I didn't, I went to my high school graduation, but I didn't go to my college graduation. It was very, like, I didn't believe in paying UT any more money. So, <laughs> it, it was pretty bad. They, I wasn't even graduated yet, and they called me, and they asked me, would you like to donate $20.10 to, or $20.14, because I graduated UT in 2014. Mine was $20.20. To commemorate your graduation year of 2014 to the alumna for or whatever. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I did. <laughs> because the, the reason I did that is because I have a friend who is a director of new department or mm -hmm. new, like, director of new center inside the school. It's like um, global student engagement or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, she's my friend, and she is awesome. She she's really um, good friend of mine, and um, we met through Knoxville Asian Festival, mm -hmm. and then we've known each other for like two years. Yeah, she's awesome. She's she's smart. She's sweet. She is working so hard for UT, and I know it. She mm -hmm. tries to build relationship between China and UTK. Mm -hmm. She is working really hard to bring Chinese students to UTK mm -hmm. and things she does is really awesome. So that's why I decided to donate my money <laughs> to UTK. Because like it's important. It is like Knoxville it is mid sized city. But I feel like we have a good, decent amount of diversity mm -hmm. around community. And, it, you know, those, like, restaurants, like Chinese restaurants, Asian, Japanese, Thai, Indian cuisine, like, those are based off diversity, right? Mm -hmm. We have to have those people who support a diverse community. So, and then I feel like since UT, or no, since Knoxville is really centered with UTK. Yeah. Such a college campus and I think it's really important to, you know, maintain the population of international students. If we maintain the number of international students, that means, you know, they can contribute to um, those diverse communities around uh, Knoxville. Did they tell you that that's where your money was going? I could choose. You could which, choose. Yeah, which uh, part you want to um, donate. For the fan, and I did for that center for global engagement, and okay. I did for um, center for student engagement, which was which where I was part of mm -hmm. campus events ward. Yeah, um, and I think I chose something else, which I was also involved in. So yeah, I it was good that I could choose where my money goes. See, I can't remember being given an option. Mm -hmm. I, I'm sure I was, but I at the time, mm -hmm. I I took the call and I was in the art and architecture building, mm -hmm. and I just finished up like my Chinese art history class, and they called asking me for money, and I was like, no, no. They didn't even call me. They just sent me an email. No, they called me. Really? I had someone wow. calling me asking me for twenty dollars and fourteen cents, 
and I know that it was some student just working in that the bursar's office mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just trying to get money mm-hmm. and I was so I was so irritated <laughs> uh, I don't do well with people asking me for money over the phone the I point mean, is I didn't give them any money yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> but yeah it's I, I was irritated because I was still in school I had not yet graduated and they were asking me for money. And I felt like maybe maybe I would be more inclined to give my money mm-hmm. if it were after I graduated and maybe through an email process like mm-hmm. like that. I don't feel comfortable giving my card information over the phone. Who does? <laughs> I don't even take a call. Yeah. <laughs> Unknown numbers. <laughs> I did that. I did that most recently I, I I took a call from an unknown number, and I answered in Japanese. Moshimosh? Yeah. <laughs> they called, and I'm like, Moshimosh, and it took them 15 seconds. They didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. I just answered. They didn't say anything to mm-hmm. me, and then they hung up and never called me again. <laughs> and I think that is the way to deal with telemarketers. Yeah. Or people True. just random calling you, just mm-hmm. answer in another mm-hmm. language, and you'll be fine. Yeah. Um... And you were talking about you were involved in the CB, mm-hmm. um, CEB, CEB, not CBE, no. Campus Event Board, events, events, S. <laughs> well, you did, yeah, you did more than one event. Yeah, that's true. I think the the thing that I was primarily involved in in school was the International House. Right. Yeah, me um, too. I was involved in International House a lot. <laughs> from my, gosh, I was involved. You were English teacher. I was instructor. I was the English instructor at the English table, my sophomore, junior, and senior year. Three and years. Three years, and then after I graduated, because I have a problem and I can't stop going back to the I house. Um, I had my friend volunteer as an English teacher, and I would go. She would be there, mm-hmm. but I would go and still teach it. Mm. after I graduated mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even though that technically wasn't allowed mm-hmm. and I do have a international festival t-shirt right, right. 2014 mm-hmm. which I should not have mm. because you, 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 should have, you should have graduated at the time because I was mm. graduated and I wasn't um, technically an active member right, of the right. student uh-huh. body doing that and I was involved like I helped out with the Korean nest group students. There were Korean students that came here through a program with the English Language Institute. And some of them came to my English table and I was friends with a lot of them. Mm-hmm. And they were all like athletes mm-hmm. that had, um, some of them competed in very big events. Like one of them was a volleyball player in the London Olympics. And I, uh, I took them around, like, going to Walmart and stuff. I was sort of like the taxi driver Mm -hmm. for international kids Mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I enjoyed it, and it just gave me a very diverse friend group. True. I think those are my happiest moments in college, Mm -hmm. just meeting all the new people and being involved with the international house. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite things. Other than that, I just did homework, and I was a commuter, so... Right. I stayed on campus a lot mm-hmm. in late nights, ended up going home maybe like 9 or 10. One time I went home at 5 a.m. and then went to bed for an hour, came back, 
because I had a class that morning too. Oh my god. So that that was a that was a that was a wild night at the library. Cause the library was open. Twenty four seven. Yeah. Yeah. I stayed. I don't know how late I stayed at the library, but I felt like at that time I felt really dirty and I needed to go home and shower. Mm. And none of my friends were awake to let me use their like dorm or something. I loved staying at the library until like midnight or past midnight. I loved when no one's there. Mm-hmm. Like Friday after three, mm-hmm. basically no one's there. Because everybody's wanting to go home uh-huh. or yep. go to the strip and party. Yep. And then I also liked Sunday morning too. Mm. No, like Saturday, Saturday, like basically not that many students Except those final or midterm seasons, mm-hmm. not that many students stay at the library. Mm-hmm. But Sunday, because they have to finish their homework, there are a lot of students on Sunday. Yeah, because everyone puts it off to last mm-hmm, minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So those are my favorite times. When I have to finish something, I always like stay. There's like a section called Commons. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like a wings on the. There's North and South Commons. It's floor two where they keep all the computers. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they have nice little study rooms there, too. Yeah. And then it's also the floor where Starbucks is. Yeah, the Starbucks floor. <laughs> and they also have the um, small, like, campus grocery market. Pod. The pod. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that Starbucks in the library mm-hmm. has the most sales. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Like, that, that is no question. There's no question about that. That's where all... Everyone goes there. Everyone goes to the library. They all want coffee. That is the Starbucks with the most sales. Mm-hmm. No question about that. Um, Going back to campus event board, mm. I get to meet a lot of cool people. Oh, yeah, you did meet a lot of cool people. <laughs> um, I met some famous people. Yeah, Elaine Walteroth, Tan Friends from Queer Eye. How do you say that? Queer Eye. Queer, Queer Eye. Eye. Yep. Dominic Jackson and Andy Grammer. Andy Grammer. Mm-hmm. That's the only one that I know. Oh Andy Grammer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm very out of touch with celebrities. But that's like, those are the one of the coolest people that I met in my life. Mm-hmm. And that's great. I'm glad you had those experiences. Uh-huh. Uh, the most famous person I came close to um, meeting was Pat Summit, who was our uh, Lady Vols basketball coach. coach. She has passed away now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember I was walking to, I think, Thompson Bowling. Um, arena? Not the arena, but I was I was near the arena. I was mm-hmm. walking to my car in the parking garage, mm-hmm. and I wasn't paying attention. Mm-hmm. And I literally almost bumped into her and took her out. I sidestepped and avoided her, but that's that's the closest I've come to meeting anyone famous. <laughs> by literally nearly walking into them. And I remember, did you ever go and sit in any of your friends' classes? I never did. Oh, I used to do that with my friends. Honestly, was... like, I honestly, like, I have friends. Uh-huh. I have so many acquaintances. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I wasn't really, like, that close to, like, particular person mm. like they are my friends yeah but i'm not like those people well i would do that with like the acquaintance friends that i would 
I would, they would be my classmates and they would mm-hmm. also like, I would see them around, but I don't mm-hmm. ever like hang out with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. aside from the times that I've sat in in their mm-hmm. classes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, this one guy, he's a guy friend of mine and, um, he had an astrology class. Okay. Astronomy. Astronomy, not astrology. Astronomy. Um, and I went and I sat in his class. Mm-hmm. Just as it was a lecture style class, so mm-hmm. you could get away with it. Mm-hmm. Like the teacher didn't notice me; he didn't notice anyone new. Mm-hmm. Um, some classes they'll kick you out for doing that. Well, like the problem is, I, all my all of my classes that I had, it was really small class. Oh, okay. And because I transferred to UTK mm-hmm. when I was sophomore, mm-hmm. basically all of my classes. Most of them are like 200, 300, 400 level classes. Mm-hmm. So as you go higher in numbers, mm-hmm. the, cla- the size of class, each class gets smaller. Tends to get smaller, yeah. Um, and then anthropology majors. It's a small department. It is kind of small. Um, it's not like business. I mean, I can say the same thing about the Asian Studies department too. So... Um, Yes, I did have some occasional big classes, like where we had like, oh, I don't know, three, nearly 300 people, but, or 150 kind of. Yeah, like one of the lecture style. Yeah, like chemistry class, yeah. or stats, statistics, history, US history, um, those classes, yes, the size of the class was big. So, yes, I could have just sit in, but, like, I, you know, my schedule. Yeah, you had a hectic schedule. Yeah. Um, I, so did I, I didn't even think about going to my friend's class, like, sit down and listen to some, like, 50 minutes lecture or one hour and 15 minutes lecture. Yeah. Like, that's too much. I would rather go back to my well, apartment and sleep. <laughs> I did that for Japanese, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I would do my... I was in, like, level 200 Japanese. Mm-hmm. And I would sit in with, like, one of my friends who had a level 100 class. Mm-hmm. And uh, the teacher was so surprised to see me. Because she didn't teach me anymore, but she remembered me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why are you here? And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to sit here. Mm-hmm. And she let me. Okay. For the whole class. And... It was a nice refresher. To I bet. Yeah. Remember some stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I did, I did that, and it was probably one of the weirdest things I've done. For just no reason, just sit in another person's class, <laughs> especially that astronomy class. That was, yeah, I was with my friend, but I really had no reason to be there. Mm-hmm. Because usually there's an option called audit, right? Audit. Uh, audit. Like, like you go and check out the class to see if it's something you want to do in the future. No, it's more like you have you you will not pay full amount of the price, but you pay a little bit and you get to listen to the lecture. You were saying that you could take a class, like for a fraction of the class fee. And that's called an audit course. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just learning what the class has to offer mm-hmm. without taking exams or getting credit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think you're right. I think that is called an audit or an audit type of course. Yeah, I don't um, think it applies to every single classes mm-hmm. that is offered through university. There are certain classes that you can do. Because I have a friend who did audit 
with Chinese class. Okay. Just That's how I know. Because okay. she explained it to me that she she still has to pay some money, uh-huh. but not like t- to the full amount, full I've, price. I've never done that, so. I've never done that, but I just. But it's nice to know yeah. that that's available. Yeah. yeah. Just in case there's a class that you want to, that you have interest in. Mm-hmm. And it, it could be something that doesn't even apply to your major. Yeah. And that would be a good mm-hmm. way of learning that mm-hmm. content without paying full price for that. Yep. That that would be that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I wish I would have known that. I could have had some like web design classes or something. I always found those classes interesting, mm-hmm. but it doesn't relate to me at all. So um, that would have been good to know. Yeah, hindsight is twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Outro. I I guess that's that's pretty much it for um, college. Our college experience, experiences. Our college experiences, our high school experiences, a little bit of middle, middle school. school. Um, oh, you you also get to hear um, the differences between uh, American school system and Japanese American... Uh, what am I saying? Japanese education system. Japanese education system. U.S. For what it's worth, my perspective of the public school system that mm-hmm. I was involved in. Mm-hmm. And these are our own experiences. They're endless amounts of differences between just different school systems, like county school system versus city school system versus other state school systems. Mm -hmm. We can just show or we can just talk about what we have experience in. So that's that's what we got for you listeners today. Um, Yeah, what did you think? Is there anything that you want to learn more about? Our high schools or our universities or different opportunities that could happen as far as extracurricular activities? I mentioned parties in computer club. There's also parties in college. I wasn't a part of the party scene, but they do exist. The crazy ones. For the most part, it, it is pretty similar to what you see in movies. True. Yeah, that, honestly. That, that does happen. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so the, I'm not that involved, but I do have some some party stories that... I wasn't part of it at all. At all. <laughs> it's not my scene. Definitely not my scene. I did not feel comfortable being there. Um, and I was a very awkward person at a party. Um, but they, they did happen. They do exist. Uh, that was just one of our prepped, not not even prepared topics, but one of the topics that we thought about um, going over on the podcast to see like some differences uh, in learning styles and content of the education that we both received and our differences as far as involvement in college life, even though we went to the same school at different times. Right. That's pretty much it. Um, if you have any questions or want to contribute to conversation with the podcast, we do have our uh, um, communications open. Uh, you can send us messages through our DMs on Instagram or through our Gmail account. And that is coffeebabblejam at gmail.com. K-O-F-F-E-E-B-A-B-B-L-E. J-A-M at gmail.com 
and our Instagram is at Coffee Babble Jam. Same, Same thing mm-hmm. across the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope to get some feedback from you all soon. We're slowly, slowly growing. Slowly. That's a a good sign. Yeah, please leave us nice reviews. Leave us nice reviews. Um, Our podcast is getting available on more platforms. We have Spotify and... iTunes. iTunes now has approved us. Mm -hmm. Google Podcasts. um, I mean, any other (laughs) podcast platforms. Yeah, pretty much any podcast platform we're trying to get on Uh to. That's about it for the English part. Nihongo. えっと、今回はインタロでも話したように、あ、日本とアメリカの高校と大学の生活スタイル教育スタイルの違いを話してみました。で、アメリカのそのスタイルもアミーが話したようなシステムっていうところもあればカウンティとか州によって またちょっとずつ違うかもしれないので、違いにこれが絶対に高校時代、中学時代こんな感じと言えないんですけど、まあそんな感じ。で、私は私立の中高に通って、中高一貫校に通って、で、そのまま高校卒業してから。アメリカの大学に来ましたって感じ来ましたアメリカの大学に来たっていう感じですえっとまあ今回のエピソードは言ったり私たち二人の学校生活に関して喋ってきたのでまあ興味深いとは思うんですけどあ面白いかって言った
日本人のマインドにならないと喋<笑>れない<笑>なんかだからこうやって不自然に聞こえるんだと思う<笑> Yeah, I agree Yeah, I agree You remember、um, when I talked about like having these two different kinds of brain Yeah Changes my personality、mm-hmm. and character as well、mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 日本人のこの喋ってる時の私と英語喋ってる時の私はちょ多分ちょっと違うから<笑>まあ、だから聞いてるあなたも多分変な感じに聞こえるかなと思うんですけど<笑>こんな感じで 98% 英語で 2% 日本語でやっていきたいと思います、yeah. <笑>あで DM もメッセージ E メールもあの日本語でも頑張って英語で書いても全然どっちでも OK です、yeah. あの間違いとか気にせずにじゃんじゃん送ってください待ってます See ya バイバイバイコロナ気をつけてね。<笑>